Podcast. How's it going, everybody? As always, I'm your host, Kevin Myers, joined by Justin Mandia, and again, not joined by MJ Nesgoda. Um Yeah. This, this one was like this partially point. on us for not answering the no, text. For no, it's weeks. on him. <laughs> <laughs> no we're gonna we're gonna let this be on him uh that's fair, that's fair. i couldn't have moved it anyway so like it, it, it didn't oh, yeah, it works then <laughs> yeah um so yeah he'll be back eventually but until then you're gonna just have to deal with us um so yeah j- we're gonna kind of follow again a similar format as the last time we've got three different games uh for a couple of different sports here uh that we're gonna kind of hone in on and we will go from there but Let's go here first. Let me just make sure I've got it all. All right. Yeah, so let's start with NCAA football this time around. Uh, and if you have extra bets, we'll add them later. But the the three games we're focusing in on is Michigan State at Ohio State, Iowa State at Oklahoma, and SMU at Cincinnati. Uh, so three games that have some implications for some teams. Um, Cincinnati... Uh, let's start with the Michigan State game, actually. So Michigan State, Ohio State, um, MSU definitely did not look as good uh, as I, I don't know, man. Michigan State just bothers me. <laughs> they bother me from start to finish. They're like one of those teams that's a high rank this year that I'm not really sure if it's a true high ranking. Um, I don't know. They, but they definitely can play spoiler. So I actually have them covering this against Ohio State. It's plus 19 for Michigan State. I have that in this game. Um, I do think that they can cover. I know last week I said Purdue would cover against Ohio State at plus 21, but Michigan State is at least, I think, better than Purdue. Wasn't that Um, your can't lose? That was my can't lose. I didn't know if it was or not. Oh, I thought you were just being a smart ass. No, no, no. I couldn't couldn't remember. No, that absolutely was my can't lose bet. Uh, and it lost. So, you know, but no, I think MSU can cover here. I think the plus 19 is good. I mean, it's of course hard playing in Ohio state, but you know what, you got to kind of show up or shut up at this point if you want any chance of getting in the playoffs. So um, Michigan state covering plus 19. I gotcha. Yeah. I was back and forth on this one too. I ended up taking uh, the under on this one actually. So I didn't like the spread at all. 19, like you said, Michigan state, um, you know, four point win over Michigan, but it's kind of a fake news win. they were down by like 16 going into the fourth there and Michigan basically handed them the game. Not that, I mean, it's a good win for them for sure, but then they lost to Purdue. Um, I don't think, I think Purdue's decent, but not great. Um, I think Michigan, the reason I'm picking the under it's uh, 68 and a half points, which is a ton of points to begin with. Yeah. And Michigan state's only chance at winning is going to be having that running back. Um, who's a possible Heisman winner this year. Uh, you know, keep it on the ground. They're going to have to try to eat some clock. If it's a shootout where, you know, both teams are throwing it all over the field, Ohio state's going to win by like 30, but if here's the thing though. Because again, we're talking about, uh, you know, implications here for the playoff. Michigan State currently ranks seventh in the AP top 25, Ohio State number five. So this is big for both of these teams. But I think if Michigan State can pull off not just an upset of Ohio State, but let's say Michigan State beats them by a touchdown or two, which I don't think is going to happen. But if that kind of an upset brews, do we think Michigan State has an opportunity here? 
I don't think so. Um, I'm trying to think back. So I did a, I don't know if you saw, I did a solo cast on the uh, college football playoff. I put out the uh, earlier here uh, oh, a nice. couple hours. I, I did it like oh, yesterday. Nice. I just scheduled it to come out tonight since we were recording tonight. And I figured this one would come out tomorrow then. Um, <laughs> it will. But, but yeah, so there's uh, it's, it's a, it's a good one. You should go listen to it. It's uh, basically takes the top 10 teams that have a chance to play off and kind of how are, how likely is it that they get in? I think Michigan state, it's going to be really tough. They have um, Ohio state and then they have one more, uh, you know, big 10 opponent, not, not a, you know, good ranked big 10 opponent. Um, So I think they'd have to beat Ohio state, win that, and then win the big 10 championship game to even have a shot. I think they'd need to beat Ohio state very convincingly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it can't look like it was an OSU letdown game. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, Ohio state and Michigan state are on the same uh, or in the same division uh, in the big 10. So it's not like they can play each other in the big 10 championship game. So this would basically be Ohio state would be two losses. Michigan state would be one. So Michigan state would be the, the representative Mm -hmm. from that, that division there. Um, And they probably play Wisconsin chances. Yeah. Yeah. So Ohio state would be out. And uh, so I guess Michigan state, yeah. If they went out, and the big There's an argument because Cincinnati is we're going to talk about them in a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's going to be tough, uh, but yep. we'll get there in a second here. So you have yeah. the under in this game. What's the under what's the point? Uh, 68 and a half. It's a lot of points. Wow. I mean, now Ohio state can put up 45 themselves. So I'm banking on Michigan state trying to run some clock and make it a little bit muddy during the game. A couple of drives missing. So. Now, again, for anybody listening, uh, you know, we are recording this on Thursday nights, so the lines may move and change mm-hmm. yeah. um, from, from what you see. But uh, this next game here, I'm actually really looking forward to. Uh, it's the Iowa State at Oklahoma. Oklahoma has just been such an, again, another interesting top power school that has just had some duds and some just weird moments throughout the season. Um but also had like those incredible comebacks, like in the Red River rivalry and all that stuff. And because mm-hmm. um, they had, a, yeah, they beat, yeah, they beat Texas. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so Iowa State um, is kind of one of those teams that's been. I mean, what are they eight and two? I'm not really I believe the record right now. So yeah, but they're like they're a really good school, and I mean they're just not one of the teams that's going to be talked about very much right now. But I think they can absolutely. One, either play spoiler versus Oklahoma, but at least cover this three and a half right now. Plus three and a half is what I'm taking. Um, If it was plus three, I might reconsider, but that extra half really kind of makes it, I think, a safe bet. I think Oklahoma's been playing a lot of teams really close, um, and it's going to end up being something that, you know, Iowa State might want to play spoiler here. Oklahoma's got a lot on the line here, so I'm going to go Iowa State plus three and a half. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that. I was back and forth on the spread on this one, too. And I ended up doing the same thing that I did for the last game. I ended up going over uh, 59 and a half in this one. Reason nice. being, I don't love Oklahoma this year. Um, they were, they've been back and forth between Spencer Rattler, Caleb Williams, and now back to Spencer Rattler. So, like, yeah, I don't understand what they're doing with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't love that. Um, they can score when they when they want to sometimes they throw up some duds though um iowa state can definitely score too their quarterback brock purdy is really good so i think that this one could just be a classic big 12 shootout type deal 59 and a half what's is that yeah so 
60 yeah. points, like a 31, you know, and you know what? 35, 30 win or something like that would be fine. Yeah. Like I said, they're, they're nine and one, but like so many of these games have been close. I mean, Kansas, mm-hmm. like a 12 point win over Kansas yeah, is really close because it's Kansas. Uh, Baylor losing that game. That was really rough. Uh, Nebraska within just a, a few West Virginia, only three points. Uh, Kansas State only six points. So like Oklahoma, they only beat. Not, I think was it Tulsa Tulane. I always get them mixed up. I think it was two. No, it was Tulane. Tulane. They beat by Tulane five only by five. Second yeah. yeah, second game of the season. But I mean, yeah, Western so, I mean, Carolina, they won seventy six nothing. But it's Western Carolina. Yeah, so yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely like like you said. I'm not entirely sold on them. And I think Iowa State's good enough, and they want to start proving to to the country that you know, hey, look out for us next year. So yeah, I would say plus three and a half. You're taking the under you said or the over. I'm sorry. The over. Yeah. Over. The over. On All right. Mm-hmm. You need that overs hat. Um, and now this game I'm really excited for just because Cincinnati is such a fascinating team to me this year. Um, I we'll talk about the game first. So it's um, SMU Southern Methodist at Cincinnati. I've got Cincinnati minus 11 and a half. Uh, I think that they can cover this. I don't think SMU is that good. And Cincinnati is out to prove to everyone that they deserve a top four spot. And they know that every game they play left, they have to dominate. They have to play really, really well. And so I think with that in mind and it being a home game, you know, there was all that excitement with game day being there last week or two weeks ago. Um, Cincinnati here, I think, will have a two touchdown uh, win over SMU. Yep, I have Cincinnati. I ended up getting it at minus 11 um, earlier today. Uh, but I, yeah, so I took it there. Um, like you said, every game is important for them to blow teams out if they want to make the playoff. Um, we can talk about it if you want the, you know, scenarios of them getting in or not. I think it all has to yeah. do in the SEC. Uh, but yeah, if they want to get in, obviously they have to take care of their own business first, which is beating SMU and then ECU next week. But Right, and ECU, again, should be an easy one. But, again, that could be a trap because if you don't beat them a ton, that does not look good on you at all in this scenario. Um, But, I mean, okay, so let's take a look at some of their games here. So uh, the teams that they blew out uh, were Miami, Ohio, Murray State. They beat Indiana by 14, but Indiana is also a nobody. Um. They beat Notre Dame by 11, which is probably their best win of the year. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, it's their only, only win of the year, really. <laughs> yeah. Cincinnati beat Temple 52-3. to Then they beat UCF 56-21. They only beat Navy by seven. That was a really close game. Uh, they beat Tulane 31-12. to uh, Tulsa, that was the game where they had uh, college game day in Cincinnati. You really think the team's going to show up for that. 28-20 victory. They only beat Tulsa Yeah, that was too eight. close. And then uh, Cincinnati and South Florida, 45-28, to 28, which was a, another big win. But again, because of their conference and because of the level of competition that they play, they've got to dominate teams. And the teams they've dominated, uh, yeah, sure. But there's also a bunch of other teams on here that they should have dominated that they didn't. And Notre Dame, like you said, also is the most convincing win on this schedule um, which tells me that they are definitely a top team. They play, they do play good football. And I think that they could make some noise, but again, is this a number three team in the nation 
when you've got all these other ones outside the four? I don't know. And my, my concern is like, okay, as a fan, I absolutely want Cincinnati in there because I love having a team that we're not seeing until they expand the college football playoff out of four teams. I'd like to see some different schools involved, but I say that also with the understanding that Cincinnati could get railroaded and it's just a terrible game. So I, I don't know. And it's, it's just really difficult uh, from that perspective to look at this and be like, yeah, you know, I want this for that school and, and for that fan base. But at the same time, I don't know if I really do because they might get killed. Yeah. And the argument from the Cincinnati fan side of everything is basically you put Notre Dame in there in the four seed in previous years and they got killed. You put in Ohio state and they got killed. You put in Oklahoma and they got killed, but it's like, when you look at resume, Cincinnati's only win, only win that matters at all is Notre Dame. Uh, If, if you're looking at a team like. um, It's the only right. They played Michigan. Let's say if they have one loss going, like let's say they win a big 10 championship and they have one loss, their only loss is the Michigan state, their loss to Michigan state compared to Cincinnati's undefeated season is not even close because they would have had to have beat Michigan state Ohio, or they would have had to beat Ohio state, Penn state. Right. Like they had to beat tough teams to get there. So I think these that's schools. Like, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, these schools and these conferences have to start figuring out different ways to mix other games in if they want to be taken seriously, which sucks, but you got to do it. You got to be able to, why is your big 10 game, Indiana? No, make it Michigan, make it try, try to get someone else in there. That's going to actually have a number next to their name. And I think they probably thought that Indiana was going to be because Indiana had a big year last year. So I right. think that the thought going into it was Notre Dame and Indiana are our two big games. We back beat back. both of them, and then yeah. we make it in the playoffs. And then Indiana yeah. starts out the season, and they actually suck, and which we knew last year, but they were you know a fake news team. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, and I get that, and and from what I understand, it's hard for some of these schools that are good non-power five schools to schedule uh, the big like powerhouse right. teams because they're like, wait, why would we? risk losing to a non-power five power um when we could do our like ohio state's non-conference game this year was week one against oregon right so like and if ohio state's like well we could either play cincinnati or we could play oregon like yeah ohio state ended up losing to oregon but that loss looks way better than anything that cincinnati's done this year so like it, it becomes a thing where if you keep it at a four team playoff you either have to, if you reward Cincinnati for being undefeated against crap teams, then every team in the NFBS should just be like, we'll just play our conference yeah. schedule and only cupcakes. There's no out of conference for us. Like we won't, right. you're not going to see Ohio State, Oregon anymore. Like or, I'm looking at this schedule right now and going, you know, I've gone to just about every home Missouri football game this mm-hmm. year. And I've definitely seen the downs of this team and I've seen the small upsides. I think Missouri could have had a really good record with this schedule. I really do. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, that's the thing. Like when you look at they're playing the SEC. Yeah. And and so the, my thought is the only way Cincinnati gets in, obviously they have to win out. Um, But then if Georgia uh, plays Alabama in the, 
SEC national or SEC championship game, not national championship, SEC championship game, and uh, Georgia wins, then Alabama will have two losses. They'll have a loss to AM and a loss to Georgia. So it's going to be tough to argue that Alabama should be the four seed with two losses over undefeated Cincinnati. I would 100% argue they should be. Right. Like, I literally think Alabama's schedule, they're, Alabama's last two games. So what do we say? We said Cincinnati has SMU and ECU left. Alabama's last two games are Arkansas and Auburn. Like, those are us. two ranked teams. And then if they beat those two, then they have to place Georgia, the best team in the country, in the SEC championship game. So they're going to have yeah. three games back-to-back-to-back that are, like, six times as good as anything Cincinnati's even looked at. So right. it's weird that we're going to end up – that there's a chance we would reward Cincinnati for just having a trash schedule. Yeah, and then you're going to get all those UCF people from years ago that are going to lose their mind. That made their this. own national championship trophy yeah. and had their own parade, and everyone's like, okay. Yeah, that's – that. oh, God. that There's sore loser, and then there's that. <laughs> yeah, but my my side of it is I know that you said you want to see Cincinnati in. I want to see Cincinnati in too, but for the opposite reason. I want them to get in. I want them to get smoked. And then everyone be like, cool, now we're done with that. UCF, yeah. shut up, play someone. Yeah. Cincinnati, shut up, play someone. Like Houston you know, it's so, sometime, we, sorry. We talked about this in, in a past episode around this time of year, actually, where like I've talked about how I really like how the FCS does their playoff, that big tournament. Mm-hmm. And you get a lot of the um, the conference champions are in this tournament. And it, it is a lot of teams, but... At the same time, you're getting all the best from these conferences. And even though some of the conferences are definitely better than the others, you get those fun upsets because they're like, okay, I represent yeah. the best of our conference. And I'm going to eventually it's going to end up being the, the best couple teams that win. But like, exactly. at least there's a game or two where you're like, oh crap, like, you know, it's like March Ol- Madness. Like Ole yeah. Miss took down Ohio State because it was a right. eight team, you know, like something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, where you're like, like oh, yeah, could they exactly. make a run? And, and I, it's like, no, they're not going to, but they'll they'll make a run to maybe the semifinals and get smacked. Right. Like, and I but, doubt that the FBS will ever go to a big tournament like that, but that is something that, like, any article that I've ever seen written on why anybody watches FCS football is because of the way the playoff is set up. So, yeah. like, that's attracting people to watch. <clears throat> I would do, I always said that eight is the magic number for me. Because the arguments that we're having, at least, I think it's eight. Because so the top four, the argument that we're having is like, does Cincinnati deserve to be in over maybe a two loss Bama if Bama loses to Georgia, or like, um, you know, two loss Ohio State if Ohio State's losses are like to Oregon and Michigan or something like that. But in an eight team scenario, you get the best of both worlds. You still get this debate because that's why, like. That's why FBS does it the way they do it. Like you have all right. eyes on those, you know, the shows of, of who's getting into the college football playoff. You have this sure. debate every single week from almost week one, which is wild. But yeah, um, that's why they do it. So if you have eight teams, you're still going to have nine, 10, 11, maybe that you're like, uh, like there's a chance they might deserve to actually be in this. But you're also going to get the most deserving teams in all the one loss teams or for them that are good are going to get in. And then you're going to have a couple, like two loss Bama is going to get in two loss. Ohio state might get in. And then you don't have to worry about Cincinnati. They're undefeated. They can go in as the, but I guess seed. my, 
And that makes perfect sense. But I guess my concern is usually for like, again, I'm looking at those other conferences where what do they have to play for? Like, say they go undefeated from the teams that they play, they win their conference, and then they get some kind of low end, like bowl game. It's like, yeah, but I don't know give them an opportunity. You know? I don't think I don't know. so though. I think then I think then you're rewarding teams for not playing anyone. I think like you the other best teams won't the, play them is my point. Yeah. But I mean the best of the That's best. That's not like, their fault. Cincinnati, like team like Notre Dame played them in India. Like right, they're, they're going to like, some type of teams. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm talking like, you know, like uh oh, But the thing but, is like if Cincinnati had Alabama scheduled, right. it wouldn't be close like they would, we'd never have this argument because they'd smoke out or smoke Cincinnati. And then we would just be like, Oh, Cincinnati is a loss. Sorry. Like there's no, you know, even if they go 11 and one, it's like, they got smoked by, we already saw it. Like we don't need to see it in the playoff now. Right. So I think that like, if you do it, if you do it to eight, you have the debate still, but you're going to get your five power five conference champions all in. And then you have Mm -hmm. three at large, your Notre Dame, your Cincinnati, and then maybe a two loss Bama or something like that. Yeah. Well, we'll see how this all shakes out, but I mean, it's definitely, again, it's something that's going to play out in a pretty interesting way, I think. But again, if Cincinnati does not win this game by more than the point spread here, then, uh, you know, yeah. I, I think it's it's kind of proving. But there's, there's uh, all also, right, NFL, real quick, yeah. there's also a yeah. really weird thing. Do you remember like five years ago, um, if I'm not mistaken, it was the year Penn State beat Ohio State on that like blocked field goal. So Penn State beat Ohio State. Ohio State beat Michigan because Michigan could never beat Ohio State when Jim Harbaugh was the coach. And then Michigan beat Penn State. So there was a three-way, like they all beat each other. And they all had one loss going into the going into college football playoff. And it was like Penn State fans were like, Well, we beat Ohio State, so we should be in over Ohio State. But then Ohio State fans are like, wait we beat Michigan who beat you. So we should be in. And it was like this weird, like college football math in Ohio state ended up getting in and Penn state fans were pissed. Cause they're like the head to head, we beat like the head to head has to mean something. But right. then at the same time, the schedule has to mean something. And it's, and when you looked at the two teams, you're like, Ohio state wins that nine out of 10 times. Right. We're going to, before we move off college football, just preview, we're going to have that same issue with Oregon and Ohio state. I think. I think so too. I think we're going to yeah, have but... one loss, Oregon, one loss, Ohio state, Ohio state yep. is hot right now. They have the best wide receiver room in the country, best running yep. back room in the country, a great defense. Like they have everything. They beat Oregon nine times out of 10. They just lost the first game of the season to them. And it's going to be one of those weird things. I think at the end where we're looking at the four seed, like I think we might put Ohio state in over a team that they <laughs> lost to head to head, which is yeah. wild. And another yeah. reason why we shouldn't have four teams in it. Yep. It's it's just not enough. All right. NFL action here. Uh, first game, we're going to talk about Colts at the Bills. Um, Justin, I think the Bills definitely take this minus seven and a half. I, I like that for this team because, um, first of all, the Colts with Carson Wentz have not proven to be much of anything. They, they blow games down the stretch. Um, and the Bills are really still reeling, I think, from that devastating game against Jacksonville and understanding we've been noted as possibly the best team in the NFL. We got to start showing up. It's a home game. You know, the tables are going to be out and lit on fire. You know that they're going to be circling the wagons in Buffalo and they're going to be excited for it. Uh, So I'm going to go Buffalo minus seven and a half here. I think, 
here's the thing. I want to say this is a no-brainer, but nothing in this NFL season has been a no-brainer. So when I say that, I mean, this is what it should be. So mm-hmm. Buffalo minus seven and a half should be a no-brainer. No clue if it's actually going to play out that way. I should have waited because I only got it at seven, but uh, I bet the Colts plus seven um, for the exact reason you just gave. It should be the Bills, so it has to be the Colts this year. <laughs> like, it's such a weird season. I feel like they do. The only good thing the Colts have going for him is Jonathan Taylor. He's been outstanding. Um, yeah. So I think it might be one of those that we're kind of running down the, uh, you know, running down the clock in a low scoring game. So it, it just has that weird feel to me. I'm not going to be surprised if the Bills win by 17. Like the, right. they should skill wise, but just yeah. the way the NFL season has been this year, I can't, can't bring myself yeah. to bet against the Colts right now for some reason. Yeah. The, uh, the Packers are going to be in Minnesota. Um, I'm taking, this is a close game, man. This could definitely go either way. Yeah, uh, but I'm going to take this. the Green Bay Packers. Um, I, you know, when it comes to these NFC North matchups, Aaron Rodgers does not like to lose them. So I'm going to always roll with roll with him in these situations and taking Packers uh, straight up money line minus 130. Okay. I have Packers minus two. I think it ends on a Mason Crosby field goal if he can manage to make oh, one. Oh, God. Yeah. I know. If it's I not know. one of his seven missed. <laughs> It'll be an overtime late. it is indoors it is indoors so was that have they played already because uh green bay had one of those games already this year where mason crosby missed like four field goals and then somehow won in overtime i thought it was green bay minnesota again but i don't know but yeah so the season truly has felt like a blur yeah minus two green bay but i i can't describe to you how much i hate it i hate it so much (laughs) The final game on our NFL slate is uh, Cowboys at Chiefs. Um, Best game of the week. God, man. Like, you got two teams that could be in the Super Bowl, but two teams that could also just get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. Like, I just don't (laughs) understand how to bet this game, which is why I picked it. Um, Here's the thing. I know that that Broncos loss was rough, but they definitely did bounce back. And I think Dallas um, can beat Kansas City. I know they're on the road. But they're, you know, they're out to finally prove that the Cowboys are back. Um, I'm taking Dallas money line plus 120 here. I think those odds are good, um, especially with the way that Dak has been playing. Um, and you've got skill players there. You've also got, um, oh, what's his name? He's coming back off injured reserve. Gallup. Oh, Gallup. Gallup. So you're adding him back into the mix. Um, do you still have him on your fantasy bench? I do. I do. Hmm. He's sitting on my bench. He's sitting on my bench. I want to see him play first. But yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he could be a really big thing for them. I mean, they can spread that field out with CD Lamb and Amari Cooper. And so they, they've got guys. Um, so yeah, Dallas Moneyline plus 120. I know it's at Arrowhead, but give me the Cowboys here. Gotcha. I think in this one, I'm going back to my paper because I wrote these things down because I can't remember them. Um, yeah, so this Literally one I didn't get my bet slip. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the lie or I didn't know what I wanted to do with the line. So I just bet the over on this one, over 55 and a half. What's that? Oh, I gotcha. 30, 31, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, 28? I don't have it in front of me. I, don't I, could see me. I just have what I bet. Yeah, it's over 55 and a half. And I okay. mean, I can see this being a 31, 28 game easy, 59 points. It could like, be. I don't, I see that 
easy, easy. So both the big, like high powered offenses that we have. Yeah. And their defenses I mean, are both. Again, this could be future Super Bowl matchup or future knocked out first round. Like, I just don't, I don't understand where this, where this thing could go here. Um, yeah, it's wild. And I think Justin may have frozen on me here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. So Justin uh, and I kind of got disconnected there, but we uh, we're back. Because of and Kevin's gonna... internet. It was literally not mine. Again. He's hardwired into his toaster. <laughs> <laughs> No. Anyway, um, so we're going to go into our NHL games here. We've got two games to talk about on Friday. Winnipeg at Vancouver and Colorado at Seattle. Um, Winnipeg at Vancouver, it's Winnipeg minus 120, Vancouver plus 100, over under six. Um, In this one, I am going to go with Winnipeg minus 120. Vancouver has been a nightmare. There was an article headline I saw uh, that The Athletic put out that I think is very apt, and it it said – rebuilding for the eighth straight year the vancouver canucks story it's like yeah how how many times is this team going to get this fan base excited a a place in canada that loves their hockey uh, but doesn't always get the respect of the montreal edmonton calgary uh types you know in toronto um vancouver's kind of like the lost soul of canadian hockey teams and they're proving it they're not playing good hockey they're not getting the right guys on the team um and, and it's just showing in and out each night. So I'm going to go Winnipeg here. I don't even think the Jets are that great. I think they're a really good team, but I don't think they're top dogs or anything, but they're certainly better than Vancouver. Um, and they've only been back in Winnipeg for how many years? And they're already probably more beloved in that country. So um, yeah, give me Winnipeg minus 120 here straight up. Same. <laughs> I have Winnipeg minus 120. I have money lines for both of them. So do I. Um. The next Speaking one is of. Colorado minus 160 at Seattle plus 130. Again, over under six and a half, not touching either of those over unders. That, mm-hmm. that when it gets to the six, that, that's tough. Yeah, I don't love it. Um, no, that's hard in hockey to. to yeah, when you're banking on a four to three game, it's like, yeah. no, thanks. Yeah. And you know what? I love Seattle. They're the little team that might, <laughs> but not right now. I'm going to go with Colorado. Uh, I think that the Avalanche just have had. You know, this is, again, one of those uh, hockey teams that uh, we talk about being a big Stanley Cup contender, but ends up kind of falling short every now and again Mm -hmm. this last couple of years. Um, I really think they're on a revenge tour here. I think Colorado really wants to prove to the league this year that they they have a right to be there, especially with Tampa Bay probably not going to get back to that uh, to that spot again this year with a lot of their roster shakeup. So I'm going to go with Colorado here again. I just think you know, early in the season, but they're trying to rack up as many wins and as many points as possible. So give me them on the road in, in Seattle at climate change arena. I think that what it is. Yes. I have a in Seattle yeah. dude. What do you have? I have the abs to Seattle or Starbucks arena. Yeah. I think C- Seattle or uh, Vegas spoiled us as far as what expansion teams are supposed to look like. Oh, for sure. Um, I remember sitting in my freaking childhood house when I was young, when the Nashville Predators were an expansion Blue team. Jackets, yeah. And, and watching the Flyers be, beat Nashville eight to nothing in their expansion year. And I was like, 
why do they do this to these teams? Like this is just, <laughs> it's like brutal to watch. And then, so I just assumed when Vegas came out, I'm like, they're going to be trash. And they yeah. ended up getting to the Stanley cup that year. So now everyone's like, Oh, new team. You never know. Doesn't it feel like Vegas has been in the league for so long because of how many people like are fans of them now? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like they have a legit fan base already. <laughs> yeah. But Seattle's as trash as you would think uh, expansion like best team uniforms be. in hockey out of new any <laughs> great uniforms great yeah. uniforms but other than that yeah they're, they're trash team bad. now <laughs> so yep yeah. I think those are a safe bet parlaying them when Tanev is your best bet. player probably yeah <laughs> crazy eyes Tanev um yeah but do you have any ancillary picks what's your card um, well, Justin, I did want to just ask you though, I know we're, we mm. don't have the lines and stuff for the NBA games, but just straight up pickums mm. uh, for just three of these games. I just want to know what you're thinking here. Lakers mm. at Celtics. Who are you picking? Celtics. If LeBron isn't playing Lakers, if he Same. is, they've Lakers have been struggling without LeBron the past, like five or six games. Yeah. Mavs at Suns. I'm going to go That's with tough. the, yeah, but I think they're the Mavs, like, they're like two of the top like the West teams. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I'll, I'll say Mavs for now. Yeah. yeah, we'll say Mavs. I'd have to see what the odds were, though. And then finally, my wonderful, finally excited about them, Chicago Bulls at the Denver Nuggets. I'm going to go the Bulls here. I think uh, this is a, another West Coast team that they can beat. I mean, the size is definitely a problem, especially Vooch. Uh, but again, DeMar, and you said it the other night, if Lonzo can hit, all those threes, we're gonna if he's going to hit seven to ten threes, they will literally never lose another game. Like that's just <laughs> that. Those are shots that you it gets swung over to him, and you're like, all right, he's going to make twenty nine percent of these. Like we'll just let him go. Yeah. If he's going to yeah. bang in seventy percent, then you're you're screwed. But uh, yeah, I have the Nuggets in that one. I think just because of the size. If Vooch plays, then maybe it changes things. But yeah. if not, then you have like the MVP Jokic against how how excited should Bulls fans be right now I mean they're very right now like uh, there's no one else in the east that looks like dominant right now um the Bulls do that they started off the season against a bunch of crap teams so it was like kind of hard to say that one way or the other then they followed it up with two losses to a Sixers team that didn't have like three quarters of their players which was weird but they've beaten yeah. good teams now, um, West Coast, East Coast. Like As I sit here in my office team. where my parents visited a few weeks ago and brought out a bunch of stuff that they're just trying to clear out of their mm. house that was mine. And you remember those big plastic like sports team lockers you could have? Yeah. I had a big red Chicago Bulls one with number 33 on it because Pip was my favorite player. Uh, he's been a little crazy lately, though, so I don't know how much I want to say that. But uh, So I'm looking at that going – that was one of the few times I was excited to be a Bulls fan. <laughs> yeah. And this, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have to be seven years old to be excited about the Chicago Bulls. I can enjoy yeah. this. I think the most exciting thing about it is that there isn't that, like, m- the Miami Heat LeBron years where, like, the Bulls were number I- one in the East every year. And then they'd get to the Eastern Conference Finals and get smacked around by Miami like four to one. And it was just right. like, how are they so good in the regular season? I I would be nervous about that if he was still on like Cleveland or something. Right. But if they're the one seed in the East 
coming out of the East this year. Like, I don't know many teams home court advantage, like many teams that are going to beat them. They don't have a like juggernaut guy in the conference. That's going to knock them out. I don't think. Yeah. It's the sky's the limit for this team. It's really kind of the ball's really in their court. All right. So the, uh, the extra games on our cards here, I have four extra games that I'm betting uh, this week and they're all college football. I'll run through them quick here for you. Texas and West Virginia. I am taking Texas plus plus one thirty straight up money line. Um, the, the line was so close. I think it was three points. Um, I don't like West Virginia at all this year and I don't really like Texas either, but when you take a look at a team like Texas with such a storied program that has taken the beating and some of these games that they've taken this year, they're playing for pride at this point. And I don't think they're going to go into West Virginia and lose this game. I think that this is one they can win and at plus plus one thirty, I'm going to take it yeah. next one. I have Purdue Northwestern. I've got Purdue minus 11, uh, Northwestern is garbage. I think. Uh, that Purdue, while they didn't cover against Ohio State, again, they've had some good games this year and definitely good enough to dominate Northwestern. Then I've got Wake Forest. I'm taking your uh, your ride or die. Uh, Wake Forest plus four and a half versus Clemson. I really like that pick here. Clemson is not a powerhouse right now. Um, Wake Forest has been playing good football um, and they're going to like to play. Uh, they, they always play these teams well. So, um, And then finally... Big dog pick right here. You're going to absolutely roll your eyes and shake your head. I am taking Missouri straight up against Florida at home. I think Florida has shown that they can be beat. I think that letting up 52 points to Samford and some of the weird games they've had this year and Missouri coming off a big win against South Carolina that really did a lot for their confidence I think Missouri's going to host this team in their final homestand. I'll be there. I'll be wearing the black and gold, screaming MIZ. Missouri's going to win this game. It's plus 265. I love it. I think Missouri can win this football game. Um, and I, you know what? I, I think this would be a great way to end their season um, with the ups and downs that it's had. We're getting some good recruits coming in. Eli Drinkwitz needs to go out with a bang here. Uh, they do have to finish up the year with Arkansas on the road, but at home, taking the Gators and we're going to beat them. I don't hate it. I definitely would have done. I think it was like eight and a half points or something in the line. Yeah. I thought about picking that because like Florida has been kind of trashy, but um, yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't do it, but I, right, I can see you blacklisted the ex- them this year. <laughs> I exactly. I blacklisted them. I, every time I see a game for Missouri, I like love the line every time and I'm always wrong on what side I fall on. So I'm just done with it. Um, but no, I have Wake two plus four and a half. Um, they haven't covered in, in Death Valley since 1998, but I don't think that this is a typical Clemson team. Um, Justin Ross is also hurt, and he won't be playing. Um, so that just is another hit to Clemson's offense. Wake Forest has a very good offense, so I think that they can they can at least keep it within a field goal. Um, my other pick here in college football is Baylor money line at Kansas state Baylor for some reason is a, uh, underdog at Kansas state Baylor's ranked number 11. They just Doesn't beat be up Oklahoma. Last week. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, I, I know Kansas state has a good, decent team, but I think that Baylor can win that game. I I'm think that the reason that they're underdogs is probably let down spot after beating the high of beating Oklahoma coming mm-hmm. into K-State, and maybe that's the reason. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't know. Uh, Utah, Oregon, I have over 58 and a half. 
Uh, I see a lot, a lot, a lot of people on Utah money line and Utah spread. Mm. Um, but I'm just going to go over. Um, I think both offenses are pretty good. Utah's defense is pretty good, though. I can yeah. s- it just it's a Pac-12 game. I can see it going over over 58 and a half. Um, yeah. And my last two in college football, UTSA uh, minus five against UAB and then under 53 and a half. I always pick UAB unders because that's just what I do. UAB unders and I bet Wake Forest. And those are the ones that yeah. hit for me. Um, yeah. Last ones here. I just have three NFL picks. Uh, Ravens minus five at Chicago. Um, Chicago sucks. The Ravens suck too, but not as bad. <laughs> the NFL sucks this year. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you adding more of those games on your card? I don't know. Oh, uh, Eagles minus punishment. Eagles minus two against the Saints at home. Um, it's so weird. So I did that weird. one because uh, I'm trying to remember why I even did that one. But the oh, Eagles at home. Oh. You said yeah. Eagles at home minus two. Uh, Trevor like Simeon. That. Trevor Simeon's the Saints quarterback. That doesn't scare me. They don't have a lot of weapons. But on he the looks outside. like a Manning. He does. They don't have a lot of weapons on the outside. The only thing that would scare me would be Alvin Kamara. He didn't even practice today, so there's a very good chance that maybe he won't play. And if that's the case, then Mark Ingram's their back, and I'm not scared of that at all. And then finally, uh, I have the Cardinals minus two against the Seahawks. Uh, I feel like that line is really, really low, and there's a chance Kyler Murray doesn't play. So if he doesn't play, then I'm screwed. But if he does play, then I think they win by a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a, that's a tough game. I was looking at that one for a yeah. while. That's a tough because game. Because there's also a chance Colt McCoy doesn't play. So like if Colt McCoy and Kyler Murray don't play, it's that Strievler guy again. And then I like yeah. I just wasted money. But yeah. Um, but if Kyler does play, I think that I got it at a good time. If he ends up practicing tomorrow and he's a full yeah. participant and then they're like, yeah, he's going on Sunday. That line's going to go up to probably four or five for the Cardinals. So that's my stuff. Oh, and then what's your uh? What's your can't lose this week? Dude, I have been going so back and forth on Me which too. one of these is going to be if I can't lose. I uh, Missouri, obviously. No, I'm kidding. Um, Do it. Honestly, I almost went Purdue for a second straight week, but I, I just can't do it. Um, um Cincinnati. Cincinnati's got to be my can't lose. I just, I cannot see a scenario where Cincinnati with so much on the line does not come out and dominate Southern Methodist. I just, I cannot, I I can't. So that's going to be my can't lose for this week. Cincinnati minus 11 and a half. It's interesting. Interesting. Oh, it's going to lose again. My can't lose will lose. Yeah. I shouldn't, should not say this at all because I'm going to jinx myself because I'm between two, um, between Ohio State, Michigan State, under 68 and a half, or the Eagles minus two. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'll ride with my boys. I'll ride with the Eagles. Eagles minus two against the Saints at home. Hopefully, Kamara doesn't play. Wow. Wow. All yeah. right. I feel uh, like that's almost less risky yeah. than last week because your our can't loses. We heard you lost. I yeah, very much won. Very much Georgia. Yeah, and I know I was giving you a lot of Tennessee. a lot of trash for that At pick Tennessee. because I I truly. Th- but first of all, there were plenty of times during that game where you were like, "Oh my god!" Oh yeah, like probably six. <laughs> they, I, they pulled away. I, I was the impressed end, that that happened. Closer. 
I still don't think I would have ever picked that as my can't lose. Um, all right. Uh, last things last. Justin, what do you got? Oh, dude. Uh, do I want to do that one? Yeah, I'll do that one. Without saying <laughs> the NFL has got to figure it. They, they have a, uh, abuse problem. <laughs> dude, that video was the worst thing I think I've ever seen. I, I was telling Lisa about it today and I'm like, I literally like I've heard obviously, like I know the term, but right. like, I don't know why for some reason I think it's way less right. intense than that. If that makes sense. Like right. in my no, head yeah. as like a, a adult man, it never, it doesn't compute with me that those people I'm like, Oh, they're probably like, like, you know, slapping someone or something like that. And I'm like, that's right. not good. Dude was ragdolling. Yeah. Slamming. His, uh, it was horrible. In front of your five-year-old kid, five-month-old kid. Five-month-old kid, yeah. And yeah. the thing is, like, it's not an isolated incident. And no. I don't know if it's just the fact that, like, the NFL, it's a, like, public thing, so we see more of it. I'm sure there's a bunch of lawyers that do it, too, that just sure. it doesn't, you know, no one sure. knows them, so it doesn't matter. But I don't know. Like the NFL's got to figure something out. I think because when I watch that, I almost feel like there's got to be something wrong with the dude's head. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you're taking it. You're taking a pounding. I mean, we talk about this CTE stuff leading mm-hmm. to suicides, but we don't talk about it leading to, you know. And we're not making excuses for the guy, of course. No, God but no. like, but like at the same time, how much of the way that this game is played? is contributing to that. I, I think that is something that they definitely need yeah, to take no. a look at. It's happened and, too many times and it's always running backs. It's yeah, it's weirdly always running backs. And the yeah. thing is like, I don't get that. I think what you said is super important. Like two things can be true at the same time. Like yeah. it could be related to the game and it could be related to CTE. And also he should be like killed right. you know so like <laughs> the two things can be true at the same time like he can still be yeah. an off like a person that brain is so messed up that they can't be rehabilitated and should never see the light of day again and also his brain is maybe a little messed up because of what he did you know like i it, saw that video walking into work today and i just got into my office and i was fuming i was so too. angry me and too. my my intern i, like, I want to track this dude in, down and she's like why are you so mad and i was like I just saw the worst thing ever. And she was like, that really, I was like, yeah, it made me so mad. I was like yeah. that. You just don't do that. There's never a moment where that needs to be how you handle no. it. No, never- I see people like I was in the grocery store on Sunday and some camo pl- uh, clad guy was yelling at his, I mean, he was camo clad, his overweight girlfriend, obviously. And, um, <laughs> and <laughs> all right, Charles Barkley, let's and calm she down. Was, and she was like, you could tell she was just so drained and he was being like so embarrassingly loud yeah in giant yeah. and i'm like walking down the aisle and i like looked over and he's like you got a problem and i'm like what are you doing and he was yeah like, like, he was like, like what are you doing he's like what yeah. i was like you're talking like so loud and he's like oh yeah. my bad because I, I had headphones in because i'm antisocial. Yeah. that's how i do my grocery <laughs> shopping i put headphones in even when i'm checking out <laughs> they're like hey do you want and i'm like i'm sorry what but <laughs> i could hear him screaming at his girlfriend about he was like taking the cart and like shoving it to the side like all angry and just like 
walking down the aisle and like ripping a bag of chips out and like spiking it into the cart. I'm like, <laughs> relax, bro. But like, yeah. that's what I feel like stepping in when that stuff happens. If I saw anything close to that. Yeah. The amount yeah. Of time it's I just... would go to jail. Like I would, <laughs> ever, I would be like, Oh, sorry, Lisa. Like see you in five years. This guy's... <laughs> yeah. It's just an excusable. I agree. NFL needs to look into this. Uh, to see if there's anything that they can do on their end to help the situation. But um, my side of it is uh, the MLB awards have kind of all finished up here. Uh, I just kind of want to focus in on uh, just four of the big awards here. First of all, the manager of the year awards, Kevin Cash and Gabe Kapler winning manager of the year. (laughs) Philly fans have got to be feeling really, really awkward watching Gabe Kapler being the manager of the year in their league and um, really dumb. Yeah. Cause like yeah. they were the ones that were just trashing Gabe Kapler. Yeah. Talking about how crappy of a manager. You he know was how Philadelphia fan base is, man. You know how it is. Yep. Then um, he goes somewhere else and succeeds. And then they're like, well, I will say I'm very upset that Mike Schilt didn't get it. One, because I did like Mike Schilt and I'm still upset that we fired him, but two, how hilarious would it be? For him to have gotten manager of the year and then be fired by his ball club. <laughs> that would have been like, great. What? Mosellac would have had to answer all the questions. What happened? Uh, like, what happened there? Do we know? Is there anything that all like... that Mosellac will say to people is it was philosophical differences? No one knows what that means. Does he just hate I, winning? Like, I'm confused. I, <laughs> but the dude, dude I like who we hired. Ali Marmel has been in the organization for a while. Cardinals have a lot of success hiring from within. Uh, I don't know, like Schilt. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no. I, you know, as much as I like Marmol, I didn't want to see Schilt get fired. Philosophical so. differences. It's like, what on a 95 game win streak this year? Like, what else yeah. do you want? Almost a record breaking. Yeah, it's. Ugh. Uh, the Rookie of the Year awards in the American League. This one hurts. Randy Arozarena had an unbelievable year for the Rays. Cardinals traded him as a prospect away for Matthew Libertor. Now, here's the thing: Libertor could be a future Cy Young winner. So if that works out, I'm good. But what I saw from Randy Arozarena this year made me go, "Oh my God! Imagine if we had him still." Um, so that was so good for him. Awesome guy. Really, really happy for him. National League, it was Jonathan India from the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, I went to a Reds game this year uh, with our buddy Pookie in Cincinnati, um, and he was actually a really fun player to watch. Obviously, as a Cardinal fan, I detest the Reds, but I got to give credit where credit's due. Jonathan India had a great, great season. I think he's got a bright future um, and someone that uh, the Reds should really try to build around, honestly. Uh, the Cy Young Awards, American League, it was the guy coming off of a terrible 2020 season. Robbie Ray was unbelievable for the Blue Jays, led the majors in strikeouts with 248, led the AL and ERA 2.84, uh, led them in innings at 193 and a third, and whip at 1.045 uh, to become the first Blue Jay pitcher since Roy Halladay in 03 to win. Um and then in the National League, um, you know, your boy uh, was up there from the Phillies. He definitely had a uh, a chance here. Do you even know who I'm talking about? Oh, God. What Zach Wheeler. About? Oh, I thought I didn't know you were talking about Cy Young. I thought you were talking about yeah, I was Cy like, Young. wait a second. Cy Young. <laughs> I was, oh, Zach yeah, Wheeler. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. I know. But, uh, but Corbin big Burns. I'm a big Wheeler guy. 
big <laughs> Wheeler guy. Corbin Corbin Burns had an incredible season for the Milwaukee Brewers. Major League leader in ERA 2.43. He had a strikeout rate of 35.6. Uh, just a really, really good um, – just an all-around amazing season and it led Milwaukee uh, to that division crown. So, uh, And finally, the MVP awards were announced today. Um, for the American League, I think it was a no-brainer. Shohei Otani showing us the first player since Babe Ruth to be a all-star two-way player uh, in baseball when it comes to being a great pitcher and hitter. Uh, just absolutely incredible. He did not have the best batting stats in the AL or the best pitching stats, but when you have all-star level of both, you win the MVP. Like that's, it was a no-brainer to me. People were arguing it. People were like, but he didn't have the best. Dude, he did both better than most. So yeah, like he had a 3.18 ERA, went nine and two, 156 strikeouts and pitched 130 and a third innings. And was batting a slash line of 257, 372, and 592 with 46 homers. Like, come on. The dude was a no-brainer. In the National League, it was a little closer, but I think they got it right with Bryce Harper, Philadelphia mm-hmm. Philly slugger. Um, he has just had an incredible season, and it's been unfortunately overshadowed by the Phillies, again, playing letdown baseball with a team that, on paper, is a playoff team. I mean, I feel like Anthony Cole right now. I feel that frustration. Like, it's just, it's rough, man. It's rough to see. And but he slashed 309, 429, and 615, 35 homers, 84 ribbies, and an MLB best 179 OPS. Like, the guy was just all around great this year. And how much more can you add around, like, Right, they have a good roster. Like, you can't really add too much more Pitching, to it. maybe you <laughs> maybe can touch pitching. up a bit more. Yeah, but other than but that, you could still I mean, win with what you have. You should, yeah, easily be able to win with what you have. Yeah, at least make a playoff. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm at like, least just make the wild card game. My yeah. God, make the wild card. Like, game. give yourself a shot. But it but shouldn't it is, be the. It is good, at least that Bryce Harper's big paycheck is cashing for Philadelphia so far. He's playing really good baseball. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's still one of the most exciting players in the game, honestly, to watch. For sure. So, I'm sure he brings – I would be interested yeah. to see what their ticket sales are like during, Yeah, you know, the Well, they can that, ride that. I mean, that's going to be great for their uh, – the front office uh, marketing team is going to just be like, oh, we're just going to slap MVP on anything that has this picture on it. Yeah. Uh, and get fans out to Citizens Bank. So, but, yeah, those are the big awards. Um, with that, the MLB offseason is truly starting here. So we're going to start to see – uh, some player movement as we approach the winter meetings. Um, I will say this as a Cardinals fan, I am extraordinarily hopeful that they get Trevor story to reunite with Nolan Arenado. And if they do world series, I'm saying it right now, the same club that we had this year that won the most gold gloves ever from by a team five, we will win the world series. If we get Trevor story, it's going to happen. Book the, the curse of Mike Schilt Book hanging it. over the Cardinals for the no, next we didn't do this. Years. Mo did this. <laughs> Mo did this. He is fans you. didn't do this. <laughs> it's not us. If you go on any Cardinals Twitter, Mosaic is not us. <laughs> he does not speak for the team. Uh, uh, but yeah, so that's what we got. Uh, great cast. Yeah. So good luck, everybody, this weekend. As you're going to have some editing to do. Um, I'm going to have some editing to do because Justin's internet is trash. No, it's your internet. 
out there in uh yeah you're siphoning internet from the winery nearby so that's oh, why I'm you're not. getting such <laughs> such crap uh um, you have yours but all right guys into yeah. your freezer <laughs> bet responsibly enjoy the weekend and we will see you next time